All right, welcome to a special edition of the Let It Fly show. We're calling it an elite edition yeah. of the Let It Fly show. <laughs> As always, thank you to Omaha Steaks for making this possible. The folks have heard at getting this done too last minute. I am Michael Severe. He is Josh Jones, Central High School's finest. And, of course, he went to Creighton, too. Yes, sir. Yes, he did. Uh, this, this, is, uh, this is a feel, yeah. I think, for former players where you're just like, I, I can't believe this? Or what, what's, no, what's that, it like that, for you? That's facts. As mm. like, It's not the fact that I can't believe believe that Creighton wasn't good enough to make it mm-hmm. to the Elite Eight. Yeah. I just can't believe that Creighton's in the Elite Eight, bro. That's crazy. It's so funny because you know? <laughs> uh, they've had teams that at different points of the season yeah. were really good. Yep. That Maurice Washington team before he got hurt was rolling. Oh, man. A couple of years ago even ah, when they when you know tough. you had all those injuries of Ryan Cock, uh, not Cockburn are getting hurt, but uh, Numhard getting yeah, hurt, right? Yeah, right. You had, you had a really hot team, yeah. and they had the injuries. Yeah. This is the first time in probably six or seven years right. where they're playing their best, best ball and yeah. they're avoiding the injuries. This is, might be like a debate or something. You know how you mm-hmm. do the GOAT debate and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody, and they asked me, who did I think was better? That Mo Watson, uh, Kyrie Thomas. That was a good team. Justin Patton team. Yeah, that was a good team. Or this team right here. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, man, to me, uh, Mo Watson was nice. Yeah. Justin Patton was tough. Yep. yep. I don't know. But and they were playing really well when yeah, he got hurt. Yep. Man, I wish he didn't get hurt, man. Yep. You know, it's like a um, – it would be an easier debate. Mm-hmm. If he never got hurt. Yeah, then you could actually see how far they yeah. actually went. But this this team they, has they, depth, though. Yeah. Like, that team had some depth. And they had the best defensive, one of the best defensive players in all right. the country. But also one of the best assist men in the country. And, and Mo Watson, yeah. Man, yeah, 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 that's, yeah so that was yeah. my thing. They were they were solid. Yeah, I, just, I look sure. at this team now, and with the way Farabello is playing now, now coming in and getting a couple com- shots. It's like a different confidence. It's all of a sudden, yeah. yeah. For sure. Hit his first shot again. Yeah. It's like the third game in a row where right. he hit his first shot. So he's, he's playing well. Um, the depth, Fred King came in, yep. gave him some good minutes. Yep. Um, got a block shot, did a job down low. Yeah, um, he's been really active yeah. defensively. And their starting five, I think, as a collection, yes. is better than the starting five On, for that team. I agree. I think. I agree. I'm not sure yeah. if it's better overall than the starting five they had when they had Doug yeah. and uh, Raggy, Raggy and, and those Manigai. guys. I mean, that was a really solid yeah. starting five. This one's this one's pretty good. Yeah, man. Um, but I will say this, though. Um the fact that Creighton is in the, in the Elite Eight, mm-hmm. um, they are who they were supposed to be. Who we thought they were going to be at the beginning exactly. of the season. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just along the way, you kind of got to talk about the journey. Mm-hmm. A lot of people fall in love with, like, the destination. I'm, sure. a, I'm a journeyman. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and so for me, I'm not going to say that I thought today was going to go this far. Mm-hmm. I just knew that they was good enough to be as good as they were advertised. Well, things also need to fall yeah. in line, right? For sure. You need to stay healthy. Yeah. The bracket breaks for you. It's pretty right. nice. I mean, getting a Princeton right. team right. that's 15, opposed to getting maybe an Arizona team that was a two seed. Right. All that works out for you. But really, the difference maker and yeah. everything is Baylor Shireman. Yep. Baylor Shireman has upped yeah. his game. Yeah. You know, he had a drought that he went through. Matter of fact, we had yeah. him on the show, and at that point, if I remember correctly, he was like five of forty. Yeah, he was against with threes, and right. I was like, oh, he's like, I'm gonna keep shooting. Yeah, and he did, and it's really come around. He was right. five of five in the first half, had a great game overall. Yeah, um, he was the go-to guy when he needed a bucket. Yeah, during that whole time with the zone, and we'll talk about that zone problem. Well, during that whole time, there was a stretch where they only had one bucket. It was from Baylor. Exactly. So he really is yeah. the guy that's got this. Yeah, whole he thing going. W- he like um, he was a guy that like always can go off a of script, mm-hmm. but still be 
in sync. Oh yeah. You know, so I feel you. I feel you on that. Yeah, he can yeah. find a shot. Yeah. yeah. But it's crazy because this starting five, the co the cohesion, the the chemistry, like they might be the best starting five in the country to me. Oh, that's left. That's left. Mm. Yeah, like I looked at all the other teams. I'm yeah. like, man, can't nobody. Now there could be teams better than Creighton, right? But like, position for position, right? You know, I feel like if somebody's not definitively better, they can hold their own enough for the yeah. other four to balance it out. Yeah, this team is rolling. You could be right. I mean, they, the, the way they're playing. Yeah, and it, the game went a lot like we kind of talked. We we thought they'd be able to score both yeah. teams, right? Because. Prince's offense is just different. It's yeah. going to give you problems. Um, the kid we talked about, the uh, Wuma, yeah. that kid, I, everything we said, everything you read about him yeah. was real. Right. Uh, he rebounds, yeah. nine assists again, got his buckets, sometimes made it look really easy. He's yeah. just a really solid, soon-to-be NBA player. Yeah. And they figured out a way, though, in the second half right. to slow him down. Right. And I think that really turned the game. Yeah. I, um, as I think about Creighton about to get ready to play, San Diego State. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the storyline, I guess the the personal storyline is like the brothers playing against each other yep, and all yeah. that type of stuff. There's a lot of, of storylines. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. lot. But, like, for me, I think the storyline is, like, um, San Diego's physical – yeah. Physicality mm-hmm. versus Creighton's run a gun offense. Yeah. And we're going to get to, we're going to break down the yeah. San Diego State game uh, after we talk to our guests. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Trey Alexander will join us and we'll chat with him about the game and what's been going through. And then we'll get to San Diego State. The only thing I'll say is, you know how they talk sometimes in soccer? They call it the beautiful game. Yep. Right? Because when you're watching from up top, you can see things kind of attached to each yeah, other, exactly. right? Exactly. This pass defines this pass, defines this pass, yeah. goal. Exactly. San Diego State wants to play the exact – they want to play the ugly game. Yeah, They don't want the beautiful game. Man, They want the ugly game. Yeah, and we'll talk more about what they're doing ugly game-wise. Ryan Kochbrenner had a little stretch where he was struggling a little bit. Maybe he wasn't as physical as he needs to be, and all of a sudden – Hey, I'm going to keep it it real, bro. This is my thing with Ryan Kochbrenner. Yeah. Um, It's almost like – it's like a – it's like a guilty pleasure, bro, because there'll be moments in the game where I'm like, man, like this dude acting real soft right now. Maybe he needs to get pushed. Yeah, but he's so valuable being on the floor, man, yeah, that you yeah. really can't. Like, he was the defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Half of that was just his presence. Yep. The other half was his actions. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, he's – it's like whether he's doing something or not doing something, he's doing something. Yeah. You know? He's he, a might value, be a, yeah. he might be a guy, Josh, and there are, there are a lot of them out there, and I'm sure you play with some, yeah. that need to get punched. They need yeah. to get hit occasionally. Sure. They need yeah. to just get some get started. Yeah. And and I think that's what happened. They were talking mess. Right. Princeton. Princeton talking mess is funny to me. Hey. But they were talking mess, <laughs> and he got that dunk, and he said, we been lift. Yeah. We lift, Exactly, too. yeah. You know, F y'all. Yeah. That got him he, going. He worked it out in his head. Yeah, he worked it out. Like, yeah. he, he's been doing that all year. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just me. I'm a... I'm a facial expression guy. I'm a oh, body language guy. Oh, you a biological guy? Oh, man. Yeah. I'm old school. You don't old school ever, too. Don't ever, though. You old don't ever, 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 ever <laughs> judge me based off of body language. Because oh, I am not. I'm man. a body language fake. Man. Because I'll be like just, you know, he's just chilling. and he not, Maybe he's upset. And I'm not. Yeah. I not, just, I don't judge. And there's a lot of people you can right. look at. You read their body maybe language. that's why like, Coach Mack is yeah. a good coach. Yeah. Because I need the body language. And he needs. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> well, Ryan <laughs> needed something. And he sure. got it. He and did. It, and he yeah. turned it around. It's like every game he has to find something to get himself going. Yeah, that's what seems and like. And I yeah. think it's almost mm-hmm. like a, it has to be a personal attack each time. Yeah. It's not a. It's, it's not him getting a dunk. It's not him getting a layup. It's right. not him hitting a free throw. Somebody got to literally jump up and swing and try to punch him, yeah, in, the punch him in the mouth. Unless you're yeah. a model Sonogo. Yeah, well. You know? Sonogo does do a lot. He's doing that right now in For the sure. tournament. I don't... 
It's funny you said it's the, the best five, and you know what I was thinking? It might be UConn. Ah, uh, that starting five is they really, too. really good. They do click. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's click. really good. No, you're they're right, playing you're well right. together. So maybe I just like how. Two. Yeah, maybe it's just a little biasness. Yeah, I, agree. I mean that makes sense. I mean, yeah. then you just look at overall yeah. and experience, right? Yeah, so, for sure. You got Baylor, who's in fifth year. Yep. Um, Nim Nimhart and and Kaluma. Ryan Carpenter and Kaluma have yep. all been playing together for like three years. Three years, right? So you do have that experience, and maybe yep. that's it. Why? Yeah. But yeah, they are they're playing pretty darn well. But hey. what, what happened with the zone though? Man. So they throw they throw a one three that one, one three, zone one. on them, right? And so we yeah. all we all like I've never played at your level. <laughs> I've never coached at your level. But I played video games growing up. Okay, for sure. you one three one zone me. Yeah. I'm putting my best facilitator yeah. right there below the free throw line. Yeah. I'm swinging him in there. I'm hitting him with the ball, making you collapse on him, and then he's kicking. Or I'm driving guards yeah. into the lane, making them collapse, and I'm kicking. I'm not just kicking the ball around yeah. the perimeter like they were doing. Well, to me, I think it's like it's like know your personnel. I think because of who they were playing against, mm-hmm. it was like a, uh, a, um, a middle block? A high-level chess match. Okay. All right. I mean – like playing against Princeton, mm-hmm. it's almost like if they get the ball, it's hard to guard them because they're going back. There were a point of times where, if you can visually mm-hmm. understand this illustration, you got a you got a guy who passed the ball and goes away to set a screen, mm-hmm. and then you're guarding somebody, and you da- you damn near got to play under him because either he's going to back cut you or come you. off. You. you know, and yeah. I just feel like Creighton working so hard to guard that when it went to that one three one, it was almost like. Psychologically, yeah. because of the course of the game, but, but none, go, nonetheless, though you gotta you gotta figure it out. Nonetheless, you can't go six with, minutes with, with Cogbrenner. Yeah, you know you could have put him in a position, and he wouldn't be my guy. Yeah. I, I need somebody like Baylor, right? Like when Baylor, when Baylor, yeah. the school, right. did it to Creighton years ago, and McDermott they ran a zone. Yeah, and I was like, put Doug right there. He's yeah. the passer. It should have been Baylor, yeah. but Baylor's knowing, there but knowing Coach Mack that I know, yeah, he was like time and score probably. Yeah, he was thinking, you know, we're you know, every every possession yeah. is 35, 30 seconds. Right. We're burning off. I yeah. get that. But they closed to six. Yeah, and it's kind of scary because, I mean, other I don't think any other team is going to go 1-3-1 on Creighton. Well, but, not they've seen it. Yeah, the exactly. San Diego State That's what State I'm saying. That's exactly it? what I'm saying. And I don't think I don't think they will either. Nah. Um, no, because they can match up. They made, and it's funny, um, one of the one of the national guys tweeted out when they were struggling. Yeah. And they said, this is kind of what Princeton did to Arizona. But he says, I have confidence in Creighton being able to figure out some offense and better yep. hitting their free throws. Exactly. They went 13 of 16 for the game. Yep. They made their free throws down the stretch. And it doesn't matter how well they play defense, how well they shoot. Is you make your free throws, you walk away with the win. Yeah, you, you've been saying that a yeah, little you bit. You make your free throws, yeah. you're going to walk away and win yeah. in this And in that's this why uh, Brenner is such, like, a threat to teams because you, he's not like a hack-a-shack guy. He went four for four. You can't foul him because yeah. he will mm-hmm. make a free – he he shoots him confident like a guard. Yeah. So, like, I mean, hitting those free throws and just the high-powered offensive offense, man, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like we knew the results of that game. You knew that you knew that Creighton would be able to score when they yeah, wanted to. But, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, they did. Yeah. 23 of 31 from inside the arc. Man. That's 74%. Yeah. And then, as I mentioned, 13 of 16 from the free throw line. Overall, they shot just under 60%. Right. Um, and in the second half, played better defense. Yeah. And kind of took Princeton out of their game. But you're struggling, right? You're, you're yeah, scrambling because sure. yep. you're down. Yeah. Uh, and that's what happened with that. But that was, that was – it was a fun game to watch, If obviously, if you're a Creighton fan. Right. At the same time – 
when you look at with, and we'll get to this, but look at San Diego State and you look yep. what Princeton is. You really have a short amount of time. I know to prepare for something completely different. Yeah, and there I, is nothing yeah. about them that are the same. No, not at all. I, and honestly, and that's the thing. It's like that game. Honestly, like it's it's almost like a um, like a like an intermission game. Like you knew you were supposed to win that right, game, sure. but like you don't want to, like you don't want to ride the wave of oh man, we advanced to the Sweet Sixteen, going into the Elite, elite Eight, and get too comfortable. Yeah, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel you on that. Like, One of the hardest things to yeah. do in these tournaments, and it's it's always been the case, and it's not just basketball tournaments. It's, yeah, it's anything that you have to prep for. Um, you have that short amount of time to turn around, put the game plan together. Yeah. Now, I know that at least one coach right. was looking ahead yep. right, to both Alabama for sure. and San Diego State, preparing right. for one for both of them, right? If right. You, you take this team, I take this other team. Yeah. So they, they are, they're prepped, yeah. but you got to get the guys mentally ready exactly. to play them as well. No, 100%. And struggle in the first, look at that first half. Yeah. Princeton got pretty much whatever they wanted. They did, yeah. You score with 43 right. points in the Man. first half. Yeah, they did. They got what they wanted. Yeah. Creighton did not play they the defense key, you expected. They, they low-key, like, controlled the, the game a little bit. They did. Just from a, yeah. an opportunity of themselves, like, playing with nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were – Peters was taking threes, like, almost like, I got nothing to lose. I'm trying to come back. And this is the new Princeton offense. Yeah. I think – like well, Langbord was on fire. They played, yeah. That they, kid was on fire. It's like they they gave it their all. They did. They you did. Gotta, you got to yeah. give them credit. They, for sure. they played very well. Um, and there were times, and I believe, I think it was Nick Bob on the radio broadcast said there were times where you watched the game and you really didn't see a ton of athletic difference. No, like you you looked at Creighton. And you went, yeah, they're they're playing well, they're athletic, but Princeton looked the same way exactly. for a while. So, yeah. you know, they eventually they warm. I think they kind of warmed yeah. down, and Princeton started panicking a little bit and started making some shots they couldn't make. But right. it, it was a great game. Yeah, they're sitting here for the first time, and don't talk about what happened in 1941. There were only eight teams in the tournament, so everybody was <laughs> in the Elite Eight. Um, this is this is a this is modern basketball. Right, the 68 team field. Right. Creighton's never been at this point before. Never. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. Outside of UConn, uh-huh. nobody's been. Nobody. We're, we're recording this yeah. on Saturday afternoon. So right. there are games getting or being played right now and going to be played yeah. later. But other than UConn, nobody else has won either. Yeah. So it, you're, you're in a mix with, yeah. I mean, the FAUs of the world, right? right. I mean. Yeah. And you, speaking about them, like, we don't know the outcome of this game as yeah. we're speaking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they remind me of, um, let me see. It's a team that I feel like. Went on a run, but belonged there. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll think of the. Well, they I, look. They look for real. Yeah, I'll, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll think of that team eventually. Let, let me yeah. go back to the game they played against Tennessee. Okay? Yeah, and you watch the first half of that game, and Tennessee bullied them. Yeah, bullied them on the boards. Bullied them in passing lanes. Every ball was getting tipped in passing lanes. They went into the locker room, and coach said, "You got to bow up." Yep. We we have talent, but you got to be tougher. Yep. And they out-toughed a Tennessee team that was bigger, stronger, and faster than them in the second half. Yep. And FAU's not a big team at all, except for their big man in the middle, that 7-2 guy in the middle. Other than that, they don't have the size that Tennessee had. And Tennessee played the same game in the second half, but FAU was tougher and shut them down. When, t- when Tennessee lost, I, had, I text Phil, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. um, we were talking like off camera after our last show, and I was like, man, t- Tennessee looked like a G League team. And they do, yeah. but I just kind of feel like when it's winning time, 
All that stuff goes out the window. They're coach, man. Yeah, you're, you're talking man. about a coach that had Kevin Durant and DJ Augustine okay, yeah. at an NBA center yeah. and couldn't get past right. the second round. There you go. So I just I had to check. Uh, I don't trust fact, him. Fact check myself. Yeah, it's Davidson. They don't got a Steph Curry. Oh, okay. But I feel like like they belong. Yeah, mm-hmm. like. Let's let's not fall in love with like the narrative of Cinderella and all this and all that. Mm-hmm. Some teams really just haven't been watched all year on TV, sure, because of the conference that. And, and look, this is a team that went. I think they're thirty-one and three. They are, bro. So it's not like they yeah, they nice. Much. They yeah. didn't lose much exactly. during the season. We got to talk about Kansas State first, though. Okay, go ahead. I got to show some love, man. Yeah. To to Marquise. Oh, Noel? Yeah, Oh, man. that boy was bad. Oh, man. Just bad. I had my popcorn. Yeah, he was. So they were yeah. talking about before the game. <laughs> they were talking about before the game that they thought that if it went the way it had been going, yeah. this is a guy who could set the record for the most assists uh-huh. in a tournament. Yeah. Now, he'd have to get to four or five games to do it. Right. And so in the whole tournament. In the whole tournament. Wow. Ever. Ever. Wow. And so he had the most in a game. The other yep. night, over Check. 20, right? And I believe, I'm not mistaken, in three games, as of this taping, game's going on right now, he's got like 52 assists. Man. It's incredible. Man. To pass the ball 52 times. Yeah. Now, I know good and well the way you shoot, you never pass the ball 52 not, times. No. Not over the course Probably of a season. Probably like five times. Yeah. And that so, was a pass it back. <laughs> that's right. I give it back, I give it back to you. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he he's, has a chance at five. And I told my wife when I, when the game came on, I said, yeah. you're going to love this kid. What? Because he's 5'7". He's tough. He's undersized. Remind but you he's Kimba, tough. right? A little bit? He reminds me of a guy. So, guy go, all the way back. Okay. Xavier University of Louisiana. All right. Right. The Gold Rush. Okay. We used to go watch them play. Yeah. And they had this little kid named Boo. Okay. Everybody named Boo. Yeah, Boo. His name yeah. was Boo. I don't remember what his real name was, yeah. but he was an old point guard. He was five foot three. Word. And the same thing. Passes yeah. would come off his hands, and a lot of times the guys wouldn't catch them because yeah. they weren't good enough. Right. Kansas State's catching those balls. Man. And they're scoring. Yeah. So I mean, this dude argued with his coach. Yeah, it was awesome. Put up two different offenses. <laughs> yeah, he just threw, threw a lot. He threw that hoop. <laughs> and said it was just based off of vibes and yeah, eye contact. I just felt that. Yeah. Man, yeah, he's, bro. he's Give him to watch. a league shot, bro. Yeah, I would love to see him, and I don't, again, we don't know at this point. I'd love to see them make the Final Four just because they're fun to watch. Oh, yeah, no. And their coach. No doubt. You got a guy who's a coach yeah. year. I believe it's his first year. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of stuff you want to talk For about. For sure. Coming up, we'll chat with Creighton guard Trey Alexander here on the Let It Fly Show. Ari, right, want to welcome in Creighton guard Trey Alexander joining us here on the Let It Fly Show. What have these last, I don't know, 12 hours or so been like for you, Trey? Uh, it's just been crazy uh, just to be here even in this moment. I mean, just to grow up watching this tournament and then being able to play in it in each round and be able to advance and keep advancing and hopes of going to being able to travel to Houston after tomorrow. I mean, it's just been surreal. So it's just been very exciting and been just been a blessing. Right. You you grow up and you you dream about playing in the NCAA tournament. You also grow up thinking about playing in the NBA and all that type of stuff. This is one of those dreams that you grew up seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, as a player, I know it's surreal and a blessing, like you said, but kind of talk about the hours leading up to that. Sweet 16 game, and then after, when y'all got that dub? Uh, yeah, I mean, leading into it, I, the whole week we were just preparing. We were watching a, a lot of film, a lot of hours of film, uh, guys getting a lot of shots up. I mean, we were just trying to put ourselves in a good position just to be able to uh, put ourselves in a great position to win. So, I mean, it was countless hours with a lot of coaches watching players, watching the other team's tendencies, what they like to do, what they have problems with. And, I mean, throughout the course of the game, we were just able to kind of exploit those weaknesses and go over the things that we were able to uh, go go over and practice to help us put ourselves in a good position to win. I mean, after the, after the game, it was just crazy. I mean, the locker room energy was crazy. Uh, Mac was Mac was excited. Everybody's mm-hmm. excited. It was Mac's 300th win, so yeah, that was a special dope. moment for him. Yeah, uh, but 
Yeah, and, and so now we're just focused on getting him his 301st win. So that's, <laughs> that's focus now. Hey, Trey, you know, you, you guys obviously been in some really good offensive matchups, even this season, you know, <laughs> going back to Maui. But that first half, uh, 90 total points. Can you remember being in a, a game with that kind of offense in the first half? Because they were, they were getting it done. You guys were getting it done. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, it's been a long time. Like I like you said, probably since Maui. I mean, in terms of us, we 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 try to be a better defensive team. And I mean, going into the half, I know Mac was was very <laughs> uh, angry in terms of our defensive play. So, I mean, he just he just knew that at the end of the day that that for us to run away with this game, we were going to have to get stops because we knew they couldn't stop us on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of what we tried to do coming out of half was trying to set the tone on the defensive end. Hey, what what type of things um, is Coach Max saying to you guys to kind of keep you in the moment, you know, and not try to get so anxious and think if we win this, we can do this and advance and all that. Like, mm-hmm. how, what is he saying? What's the what's the vibe with that to keep y'all grounded? This reminds us of our goals. Uh, preseason, we had we laid out our goals out there. We we knew that we had a good enough team to be at this point, but he was, he just keeps reminding us that this is not where we want to be. I mean, it's a, it's a blessing for us to be here. We're grateful for it, but we have more work to be done. Uh, I mean, we celebrate in the locker room, but as soon as we leave the locker room, we're on to the next game, and that's kind of what, what the message has been in terms of this tournament. And so for us to continue to do that is what's going to be the key for us to be able to keep taking it game by game, not being too high on ourselves and, you know, not celebrating too much. So, Trey Alexander joining us, creating guard here on Let It Fly Show. They went with that one-three-one zone, and it kind of muddied everything up in there. How'd you guys counter it? Can you talk about what they were doing? Are you guys making it difficult? Uh, yeah, I mean they were, they were putting a, t- a more tall person on at the top of their zone, so it's kind of hard to throw over it mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning. But then we kind of were able to. We had to start attacking it, and they had their smallest person on the bottom half of the zone. So we were trying to find Cockburner on a couple easy steals towards the end of the. And when we started to figure out what they were doing with it, I mean, the first couple possessions, we were just kind of filling it out, trying to see see what type of shots we could get, get try to see what type of looks they would give us. And so we were starting to realize that Call could get some easy easy buckets because if he was able to seal the bottom guy and then we would probably get some open threes in the corners as well because that was, a, that was kind of the patch in the defense. So, I mean, as we started to do that, uh, we kind of began to get buckets. But, I mean, we didn't even – most of the time we were just trying not to even let them get back in their 1-3-1 one, one by just getting stops and running. Mm-hmm. Hey, how hard was it to guard Princeton with that offense, those back cuts and, <laughs> you know, all that type of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, that's the offense we've never played before. Uh, even Mac was telling us. He was like, that's one of the complex things we're going to play this season. He was telling us before the game, like, it's, there's no moment that, that you can be relaxed. And that's kind of a couple possessions where we got back cut a couple times, mm-hmm. and that's kind of kind of what he was talking about. And then, I mean, like we said, we were just going to happen. And we watched a couple clips, a couple uh, spots to see where we could find ways that we could be better on defensive end. Uh, we tried to fix those things coming out into the second half, and I and I think we were more locked in and more connected on, in the second half in defense. There were a lot of Princeton fans there. Anytime it's a Cinderella, you're going to have a lot of people cheering for that team. But at the same time, as the game started going on, you saw the blue they were cutting away to it on TV. Could you hear the Creighton fan base there represent? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Creighton always – no matter where we are, uh, 
I mean, we had a lot of turnout at Maui. We had a lot of turnout at the Big East Tournament. I mean, that's that's just one of the things that we try to play for. We know that these fans are very loyal to us, and we know that it's one of the best programs in the country in terms of the fan base. And so we just try to try to play for them and play with what's in front of our jersey. And, I mean, the fans have been with us through, I mean, our six-game lull, and then they've been with us through when we were high. So, I mean, it's just great to be able to play in front of a university that has been loyal to you throughout the ups and downs. Yeah, about to jump into San Diego State, man. Uh, this Elite Eight game. Um, tell me, tell me something about like playing against them. Y'all familiar with them? Mm-hmm. Does like the stakes change? I mean, the stakes have changed to the uh, the stage, but like, how how comfortable are y'all um, as you prepare for them? Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, we we know what their tendencies are. We played them last year in the first round of the tournament. Uh, obviously, we had had Calk Brenner for most of that game, but we didn't have R2. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's going to be a different change of scenery. Uh, we're going to have our whole team. They're going to have an even better team than they did last year. But uh, San Diego State plays with a lot of grit. They play with a lot of physicality. They dogs, bro. They, they, their, their identity is is on the defensive end. And so um, we, ju- we just have to – find ways to get some stops on the other end and then be able to run before they can set up their half-court defense because we know they're very good in the half-court on defense. And just being able just to, you know, just find easy, find easy looks throughout the offense, get Cogburn on a couple seals and be able to get some get some open jumpers throughout, throughout the uh, course of the shot clock. So, I mean, it's just really us just playing our game and just us being able to, you know, kind of pick them apart on the defensive end uh, and get some stops and get out and run. I think you're like I am on a plane. You fall asleep. But when you guys were flying over to Maui with with San Diego State, how much did you get a chance to talk to guys? What was that like having another team on the plane with you? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, our arch brother, uh, we're pretty cool with arch brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he comes around at times when he uh, doesn't, when they don't have games, he comes to a couple of our games. So, I mean, we came to know him, and he's kind of been a real cool individual. Uh, we've got to talk to him a couple of times and I mean to share being able to share the plan with them I mean it's, it's just cool to do because I mean obviously we played them in the first round of last year I mean but they're they're very cool people down to earth I mean they have a great coach obviously mm-hmm. and they have an even better team so I mean, it's just cool to, to share the share a plane with some guys that kind of have the same the same goals in mind as you and your team hey from a um there's a lot to be excited for and a lot you know, that's positive jumping and going from an accountability standpoint, all the way up to this game you're about to go into in the tournament. What type of things do you think you can hold yourself accountable for to be better at? And also what's, what's some things about your team that you feel like you can uh, have them step their game up with? Uh, I mean, for me individually, I just feel like um, on the defensive end, like I have to, I had to be more locked in. I mean, yesterday I um, kind of got caught in a couple pick and rolls. I kind of got backdoor once. Mm-hmm. And then those things are like things that I usually don't get caught on. So, I mean, it's a level of focus that comes with me, and I feel like that's kind of what I have to do is be more focused within the in the flow of the game and also just kind of kind of letting the game come to me. Uh, I feel like uh, when I let the game come to me, I'm, I'm playing pretty good, and I'm, I feel like it works out better for the team. I mean, as from a team aspect, I just – I just want us to keep having fun. Uh, I feel like we've been having a lot of fun in terms of us being out there and playing together. And I mean, in terms of us, we just want to keep 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 playing with each other, which is by us winning. So mm. the more the more fun we have, and the more we keep winning, is just is just what we want to do. Because uh, I mean, this game can be can be taken from you at any point throughout mm. the season, and who knows, who knows what group of guys will be here next year. Mm. And I mean, it's been it's been a hell of a ride this year. So we just want to keep keep using that momentum and keep being able to play with each other. So that's really the biggest thing for me. 
When we sure. talked to you in Vegas, the bench was struggling a little bit. Farabella, the last few games, he's played, really, he's played really well. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little about what, he, what he's brought to the team uh, with his minutes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Farabella, I think with him, it's just all about confidence. I mean, we try to feed him as much confidence as we can. The coaching staff tries to feed him as much confidence as they can because we know how dangerous he can be from the three ball. Uh, we know that he's kind of probably not had the best in terms of shooting season as he as he's had in the past. But, I mean, think about a uh, shooter. It only takes them to only see one go in for them that, for them to keep their confidence going. Yeah. So, I mean, when Bellow's seen a couple go in throughout this tournament, he's been big for us uh, in – in many ways, I mean, he. I think he's made a three every game of this tournament. I mean, against Baylor, he had three big ones. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we just want to keep feeding him confidence because off of the bench, we know what he can do. We know what he can bring to the table. And, I mean, when everybody's clicking and then we have Bello coming off the bench to give a, a different look where you have uh, somebody that can also stretch the floor, I mean, it's just big for the flow of the offense. Yeah, for sure. Hey, have I know, like, you locked in for sure, but, like, on your downtime, you ever get uh, got a chance to – catch what's going on around the tournament and other teams and stuff like that? Does that does oh, yeah. I mean know? we all we all watch the games together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I was just upstairs watching the K State FAU game with yeah. uh, R2 and Art. I mean, it, it's some really good teams and really good players in this uh tournament. And I mean it just goes to show like how much how much uh talent is around the country. I mean it's just it's just cool to see like everybody's different different way that they got to where we're at in the Elite Eight and kind of see the teams that are still around. Uh, I mean, FAU is a is what, a nine seed and they're still around. And, uh, I mean, we're a six seed. So there are no number one seeds left, which is crazy to even think about. But right. it's just cool to be in this moment and just being able to watch how everybody plays together and how, how everybody gels. And, I mean, some teams, like, you, you don't expect to be here, but they're here because of how well they play together. And some teams just have very good individual talent. And that's right. how they got here. But it's just cool. It's just cool to watch those games. It's fun. Yeah. K-State up five early on. Let's get back to that. Last question from me. Yeah. Give me one thing. Give me a, a key to this game against San Diego State you think that Creighton's got to accomplish to be able to win the thing. Uh, I think it's going to be the the board play. Yeah, I rebounds. think it depends on – Who's going to get the most rebounds? If we if we're able to get them, keep them off of the offensive glass, I think we'll be just fine because I think we'll be able to get stops against them. But I mean, if, if we let them get a lot of second chance points and then they get to set up their defense and then they get to chew away a lot of the clock in terms of the offensive possessions, I think it's going to be a dogfight. But right. I think if we're able to control the glass, we'll be just fine. Yeah, my last thing is, man, tell Art to get his bounce up. That one three one, he had about two two three lobs, two man. Lobs. He, he could have yeah. put it in, man. Yeah. Art is athletic, man, but he ain't a high fly. I'm playing. Bro. I'm just playing. That's my guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Trey, man, we really appreciate it, and good luck in San Diego State for sure, bro. Congrats. Uh, appreciate y'all for having me on the show, man. It's always love on the show. I love it. For sure. All right, thanks to Trey Alexander joining us here on the Let It Fly show. Funny, he was, I think he was the first player. Was he the first player we talked to? No, no, Kaluma. Kaluma was, and then we, yeah, because that was out Kaluma. of the restaurant. Yeah. First player we talked to in Vegas. Yeah. And Trey was kind of going through a tough time at he, that well, point. He was struggling, bro. And as we talked to him there, he's feeling pretty good right now and yeah, looking pretty sure. good as well. And um, the way he played when they tried to post him. Yeah. They tried to post him a couple times. I know. And he was like, no. Yeah, he held his own, man. He held his own with his footwork, and it made a big difference. So, San Diego State University, a school that I always thought, if they get into a big conference, because they're in a county that's got a lot of talent. It's nice out there, too. It's really nice. People like to live out there. (laughs) you got the military kids are out there, too. So, you have an opportunity to get a lot of talent. And they haven't, before this, got a chance to get. Now, they're getting ready to go in the Big 12. They're going to have their opportunity. They're a Big 12 team. 
Big than now, I yeah. Think, yeah, well, they, yeah. I mean, right, you know, they're right now in the Mountain West, but they're yeah. gonna move but there. They, they fit. Yeah, they, yeah, fit. they do, definitely do. They look yeah. like they look like. And I always thought they could be that. Right. Um, they are as good as a defensive team that Creighton's ever gonna see. They're fourth in the country, right? According to Kim Palm and adjusted defense. Yeah. This is a team that went against an Alabama team that averaged way past seventy five. Right. Held them to sixty two. Yep. Thirty two percent shooting. I think they only made three three pointers the Very whole true. game. Yep. It's a tough defense. Man. All because of defense. Though. All because of defense. I mean. There were points in the game where I was kind of laughing, though, because they'd get those those nice swing passes, you know, from the wing to the corner, uh-huh. clank, but they'd get the rebound right. and put it back up. Like, yeah. they have dog in their they fight. Do. They do. Man. They do. They do. And and, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see. Um, I mean, Kalkbrenner is, is going to be the difference in a lot of games. Yeah, sure. But I, I want to see how he's going to respond to this physicality. To the physicality yeah. they have. Yeah. yeah. I, I I'm know. not saying he can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, know I just, what you mean. You know, I just yeah. want to see it. And the wings, too. Yeah, for sure. Right? The, the wing, Baylor is going to have to yeah. probably they're gonna try to post Because remember him. when um, Villanova, every time uh, Villanova played Creighton, it's almost like Baylor couldn't bully ball nobody. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is And they're going to try to bully ball him a little bit, too. Exactly. This, it's funny. When you watch, you go back and you pull up the stat sheet yep. of the Alabama game. And if you just look at the stats, don't look at the top score, yeah. you think maybe Alabama won it because right. they out-rebounded them. Yep. They had more second-chance points. They Both both teams should shoot, shoot well. Yeah. Listen, San Diego State wants to walk out of there yeah. having shot like 33%. Right. They don't care. No. They just want to win the game. They don't grind you. And I bet you Alabama at the end was like, yeah. what happened? Exactly. How did, we, right. how did we lose that game? Exactly. only thing that I didn't like about the Alabama-San Diego State game mm-hmm. from San Diego State when it was winning time, it was down to those last minutes, they were coming all the way up to the free throw line to get the ball inbounds. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest mistake you can make in basketball, especially when you Spread go to the deep point. Yeah, yeah, at least, you know, start free throw line extended, but don't yeah. roll on the way down, especially if you know you you can't handle the pressure. Right, right. You know, right, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. man, I can't, I can't wait to three, see it. Three tra- they made three threes. Bama did against that defense in 27 shots. Yeah. 27 shots, 64 points scored total. Um, it's a good defense, man. Yeah. It's a good oh, defense. Oh, man. I, I want to say, yeah, it was San Diego State. There was a point in the game where one of the players did a little in and out spin move. Yeah. Ling with it done. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, screaming yeah. at my TV. <laughs> There's so many storylines in this game. You know, we talked about, obviously, sure. Kaluma's brother. Yeah. He played, he a dog. The two teams flew together to Maui. Really? Yes. So, Creighton left here. Half full plane, Word. landed in San Diego, picked them up, yeah. took them there, and then came back, dropped That's them cool. off and came. That's so, cool. you know, yeah. they got that relationship. Yep. Many people thought they were going to play again in the finals. Didn't yep. end up happening. Exactly. They played last year in the tournament, overtime game. Creighton yep. pulled it out. Yep. Just so many little storylines in this Yeah, game. I know. I mean, I feel like this is good for Creighton because mm-hmm. – It's a team they know, too. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a team you're familiar with, a team that's going to – Make you play hard as you can. Mm-hmm. And if you can beat us, you deserve to be in the title game. Yeah. I wonder how much, and you could tell me. So I was talking about prep and, and how difficult it can be in a tournament. Yeah. Being they played this team, I know it's not the exact same team. Right. But being they did play this team in the tournament last year. Yeah. And they may even prepped a little bit when right. they went to Maui for playing this team. How much do you think that helps? I guarantee you right now, the energy towards Coach Mack and his team has kind of been a little calm mm-hmm. because he's, as a coach, he's seen them before himself. Sure. And so his, I bet you his approach to his players is, is that injury. Like, we've seen them before. We've seen them before, This yeah. is what they do. Mm-hmm. And so keep that mindset, you know. But then you got to intensify it because the stakes on the line. But don't let those intensity, the intensity, uh, intensity of those stakes get to yeah. you. Just play against San Diego State. This, you know them. Know this. Either Creighton 
or San Diego State going to the Final Four. Mm. This, this, I was looking at the bracket stuff the other day, and um, first of all, there were no perfect brackets yeah. after the 116 upset because nobody yeah. picked that, right? Yeah. That's, that's understandable. Right. But like, I think it's like 30% of the country still has their final team. Yeah, for sure. That's it. Like, Texas is real popular out there. <laughs> UConn's popular. Yeah. Um, but everything else, like yeah. the Purdue's, the Indiana's, yeah. will pick for upsets. TCU, and then, yeah. of course, all the number one seeds yeah. are all gone. I got. I told you, I said I got three brackets. Yeah. I got my my, own, my first bracket. Yeah. I had Creighton going to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. I had my, so did I. Yeah. yeah, my second bracket is my son's. Okay. He got Creighton actually uh, going to the Final Four. Oh, my, okay. That, that's, just, that's me yeah, being sure. biased. Yeah, yeah. I can't pick against Creighton because... I played and not take them as far as they can go. That's understandable, yeah. But then, you know, because I'm trying to win some bracket money too. Oh, yeah, I get that. But then I got that third bracket where it's just a bunch of the bracket is completely busted, but Creighton yeah, yeah. wins it all. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Only thing so, I have, three bra- so I'm right regardless. I have one bracket, <laughs> and the only team I have left in the Final Four is Texas. Man, that's what's up. That was the only one I had left. Shout in the out Final to uh, Christian Bishop, too, man. Yeah. You know? In his 91st year in college foot basketball. <laughs> um, maybe not this 91. He, but, dude, he's been there forever. He has. Wasn't man. he in the 2016 class? Yeah. He, hey, or 2017 no, 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 class? No, 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 no. This ain't even a fun fact. He was a part of that Sweet 16 team, right? Yeah, he was. But yeah. he was, I think, I think he was. A 2017 commit. I don't know. I think he committed to Nebraska in 2017. This is 2023. Yeah, he might have. He's been playing for a long time. I'll tell you what. Yes. My last memory of Christian Bishop Mm -hmm. is Drew Timmy doing this. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. He's, he's for been balling. around. Yeah, good yeah. for him. A lot of, lot of uh, guys with ties. Yeah. You got a rope plan. Yeah. Of course. Omaha South. Exactly. Shout out to Omaha. You have that. You have. Um, uh, Gonzaga, you yep. got a uh, Hunter, Hunter Salas is playing. Ballin'. You got him playing. So you got a lot, of, a lot of local Ballin'. ties. Yeah, yeah, no he gonna come on the show one day too. Oh really? Yeah, Remember? talk to his yeah. mama. Oh yeah, his yeah. mama's the best. Yeah, I grew up. She's I the grew best. up with him. Yeah, yeah, and then you know his mom married the former sports director over at the World Herald. Yeah, I know that. So yeah, yeah they're uh, they yeah. they moved up there. So yep, and Hunter's dad. Used to pick my little brother up. Uh, Hunter's dad runs the bus exactly. system for OPS. And my little brother used <laughs> yeah. to be late for school. Yeah. And I called Travis. Did Travis come hey, up? Hey, man, can you get us a, bu- a Travis bus? Travis is hey, awesome. I said, make sure it's a short bus. No, that's not nice. <laughs> that's not nice at all. That's not nice at all. Okay, well, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, you know, a good show. Thanks very much to uh, Trey Alexander for joining us, of course. Thank you, bro. Pat, for coming in on a Saturday with Thank her dad. You, getting that done as well. That was awesome. Uh, Phil McLean scheduling Trey, of course, getting it done. They're actually in Louisville yep. taking care of business there as well. So uh, everybody enjoy it. It's going to be amazing. Soak it in. A chance to go to the Final Four. Take us away. Hey, this is Josh Jones. On behalf of my man, Michael Severe, it's March Madness, baby. You know how we do it. It's a Let It Fly show.